Hello everybody and welcome back to the Rogue Garage Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And today we're going to talk about what I think is one of the oh, one of the most troubling things I deal with uh, on a yearly basis, really. Um, we spend a lot of time looking at problem fields. And it's kind of goes with my territory, I guess. But for farmers, I think one of the things that we get hung up on the most are our worst fields. Um, and it's, it's a huge time waster for a lot of people. Um, I, I know for me, especially I can be looking at fields and I'll, I'll be looking at, um, trying to get across a bunch of acres and, and watch or walk, uh, all the good fields or all the fields. And we all have that one field that we think about. Um, I know I have guys that will spend the entire night uh, sleepless and trying to think learn think about other things, but uh, they'll be thinking about this big field that, or small field, or whatever field it is, that's got a weed issue, emergence issue, a drowned out spots, um, you know, insects, you name it, and everybody seems to want to think about that field. I've literally been walking fields or driving fields or scouting fields and had a guy call me. Uh, this happened this year. Uh, I was looking at a couple fields and the guy calls me. He's like, you got to stop what you're doing and go look at this field. And I'm like, okay, well, there are some management considerations we didn't make in these other fields that are, are doing pretty well. We need to kind of uh, focus on these as well. And he's like, nope, I don't care about those. Those look fine. We need to look at this field. Okay, and then we go look at this field, and it's got issues, you know, and I always call them issues with tissues, um, especially when they're really bad, but it's, um, you know, replant situation. It's just like, okay, replant, and uh, we we know or interplant in some soybeans. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. Is what it is. Let's do it. No, we got to do stand counts. Uh, let's see what's coming. What did I do wrong? Um, you know, you name it. And... Let's say some of these particular fields uh, this year, especially um, we've had, um, oh, we had a, a two or three inch rainfall in early May, and then we followed that up with um, a, a weather of like 50s and 60s for a week, and then we had uh, another two inch rainfall uh, with lows in the 20s, and just a really bad situation. Um, so there's a lot of corn and soybeans. Planted in uh, early May time frame, I would say our, our best corn right now looks to be the first couple of plantings. So I think we got in late April and the first few days of May. That's the best stuff. And then after that, it seemed like we got a lot of drownouts and we had a lot of emergence issues. Uh, we had a lot of, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say chilling injury, but more likely uh, things that are related to saturated ground conditions and it just, it was a bad deal. And yeah, so we look at those fields and there, there's replant, there's trying to interplant in to fill them in. Um, there, there's all kinds of issues we've got. And while I get those fields, um, will haunt you throughout, uh, throughout the night or throughout the day. Um, the one thing I have to remind myself and remind growers of is, those fields are pretty much done. Um, you know, I mean, there are some management considerations. I'm not going to say that these fields um, won't yield fine. Um, they won't be your top fields. Uh, it's just the way it's going to be. 
And more often than not, uh, especially I know on our farm and other farms like it, um, usually these fields that we have problems in are almost always your problem fields every year. I mean, we've got one field that has a couple of big drown-out areas in it, and we were talking the other day, and it's like, well, what is there, like one in ten years we get a crop off of those drown-out spots? And... We could sit and think and worry about it all we want, but we also have about 450, 500 acres that looks really, really good, and we need to make management considerations off of those acres. So are we going to focus on this 10, 20 acres of drownouts? Nope, not really. Um, I think we might try to fill them in, uh, but at the same point, we're going to, we're worried more about uh, our nitrogen program and focusing on the other acres to try to make those better. Um, so why, you know, why are we not so worried about it? Because at this point that field, um, we'll be lucky if we break even on it. Uh, it's, it's pretty much the way it is. And a lot of these problem fields are not your highest producing fields to begin with. And we're always, I mean, I have a field with one guy, uh, five years in a row now, every year it's corn. We get called out because it has some nutrient deficiencies and some sand ground and, it's just always a mess. And it is always something in this field. There's always something going wrong. And yeah, it's it's a bad field. And we could throw a bunch of money at it and micronutrients and, and I mean you're you're basically throwing good money after bad in a lot of these fields. So do we spend a lot of time looking at that field? Nope. Not really. I mean I really don't think you should be. And it's uh it's just a struggle. It seems like I've spent a lot of time this spring just driving back and forth and around and and not doing what we should be doing. I, I should be walking whole farms and, and coming up with plans and making some management considerations on the entire farm. And instead, we're getting a lot of phone calls to come look at this field. And literally, I think I've had, um, I've got more than a few where we've gone to the same field two or three times in a week. Because something changed and it's like nothing's changed for the better. Let's just tear it up or start over. Let's fill it in. Let's do whatever we got to do and, and move on. Uh, this field's pretty much not going to be a 250 bushel corn field. It's not going to be a 200 bushel corn field. Uh, we're going to be lucky if we probably get 150 bushel corn off or 50 bushel beans. So it's just, uh, I'd say it's frustrating. But the one thing that troubles me the most is we spent a lot of these a lot of time worrying about those fields at the expense of spending time working on managing our best fields. Our, our best fields are our best fields for a reason. They're always productive, almost always. They're, they're easy to manage, um, but we still have to pay attention to them. And when we're not paying attention to those good fields, we might miss some things. You know, there's there's some fields I've got, I would say, that has very uneven emergence. Um, so even though it looks good from the road, when you actually walk the field, there's there's some stuff we should have done better. Um, there are things we could have changed. And there's things that we need to pay attention to. Um, and at the same time, you know, we're seeing some nutrient deficiency start to show up. Obviously, we're going through a nodal root switch. So that's, that's part of it. But the other part is just the season and some of these fields were prevent plant last year. So we might have to make some more management considerations on those. And we're forgetting about the good looking fields at 55 miles an hour 
to spend a lot of time working at these fields that look like crap, um, no matter how fast you drive. So it's uh, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I think guys need to refocus. I mean, I I have to sit down. I, I kind of took, I'm not taking a day off. I'm taking a day of working at home today on, on a Sunday, but it's uh, it's kind of a day I need to sit back and be like, all right, I have to write down what I have to accomplish this week, and I need to kind of refocus. Spent a lot of time uh, in the last, I don't know, three, four weeks looking at these fields. And I think yesterday I looked at one field for probably the fifth time. And it's getting pretty old. Um, and it's not, you know, it's nothing on the grower. It's nothing on me. It's just, you really feel for, uh, feel for guys. And I know exactly kind of what they're going through. Um, I told the guy, I said, well, he said, it just makes me sick looking at it. And I said, well, you know, I, every year I have a handful of fields that I almost will literally drive out of my way to go around those fields so I don't have to look at them. And I said, this might be the same scenario for you. You know, you just got to stop looking at it. Uh, at some point, we got to just kind of not necessarily cut our losses, uh, but realize that this isn't going to be our best field. Let's do what we can now to uh, to kind of improve it. But there's not much we're going to do to improve it. We're basically at, uh, at salvage stage and we're, we're just kind of salvaging what we can get. And let's not worry about this hundred acres and worry about this thousand acres. That's looking pretty decent at 55 miles an hour, but does have some issues that, that need to be addressed. And I think that's the biggest lesson I can give a grower right now is, you know, it's, it's really easy. And, and this happens to us in sales too. It's really easy to get caught up in urgent and um, in urgent things. I, I call nine one ones. It seems like every weekend is my nine one one weekend, where I'm just driving around looking at problems. And it's really easy to get caught up in those. Um, that's it's kind of like a human trait. We really, really like to focus on the bad stuff. Uh, we we like to focus on the the issues. Um, we we rather not be doing projects and stuff. We'd rather fix something we can fix. And, you know, we think this is an urgent need. And these would probably be not urgent 911s. Uh, or I would say they're maybe urgent, uh, but they're not as important. Um, so anyway, it's it's just kind of something that I've noticed. And it's something that I know I deal with, not necessarily um, on a field level for me, but if somebody calls with that field, they're concerned, I can hear it in their voice. Um, the problem is I drop what I'm doing to go run and do this. And uh, I would say like yesterday. Uh, yesterday was probably two hours out of my way to go look at one field for a grower. And so those two hours, goths, they're gone. Poof. I, I have nothing, nothing to speak for those hours. They're gone. And, you know, I went from one end of the territory to another and it probably cost me, I don't know, two hours of driving hundred miles and my truck gets 15 miles a gallon, you know, I don't know, 70 gallons of fuel plus my time, you know, that could have cost me, you know, out of pocket a hundred bucks to go look at these fields and uh, let alone the, the time lost of what I could have been doing. And that's a struggle. Um, I know, <sighs> all right. Last topic before we end this. Um, I've got a guy who calls me every year. And 
if you listen to this, you'll know this, but not going to say who it is. Every year I get a phone call right during the normal brood switch. My corn is yellow. What's wrong with it? And this year he calls me and he goes, oh, my corn's yellow. What's wrong with it? And I'm like, oh, here we go again. He goes, well, I just have to call you every year. And you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you this. He's like, just come look at it. I, I know you're, when you got time, take a look. And uh, we went around for a couple hours yesterday. I looked at him. Same thing. It's an overroot switch. He's got AMS down. He's got urea down. He's got plenty of nitrogen, plenty of everything. Plants don't need fertilizer. They don't need anything. And they look fine. But they are showing a flash of sulfur deficiency just because it's a normal root switch. And I told him, I'm like, in two or three more days, it's going to be out of this. It'll be rocking and rolling. But every year, this guy gets concerned and we worry about it. And it's over nothing. And he knows better. It's get to the point where he's like, well, I'll just come look at it when you got time. Before it was like 911, you got to get here right away. But yeah, it's it's something that bothers everybody. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's every farmer I've known. Uh, it's very hard for us to focus on anything but the problems. Take a time, take some time on your own and get away from the problem fields. I, I, I used to struggle with this. Uh, I've gotten to the point now where if I look at a problem field like that, I will stop what I'm doing after that and go look at a few good fields. And that's what I did yesterday. Looked at problem fields, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go look at some good fields. So I went and looked at some good fields, walked them. Looked nice. Did find one drown on spot, but that's beyond the point. Um, back to topic. Um, so, yeah, they take some time. You know, if you're looking at a problem field and won't leave you alone, take your mind off it somehow. You got to find that, find that point, and you got to find some way to get back and start worrying about the other fields. You're going to miss some things. You're going to make terrible management decisions on your best fields where we're not talking about salvaging them. We're talking about gaining yield. So spend that time on stuff that can make you money and stop spending the time on fields that are already lost you money. And at this point, you're just trying to make it make the bleeding stop. Pretty much the way the best way I can say it is cut your losses. You know, make a management decision and stick to it. And, and and just move on. You know, you're, you're going to have weed control issues. Just plan on having a residual on it. If, um, you know, if you've got, you know, the replant situation, just replant it. And do your best job to make sure it's the best way you can do it. But oftentimes, I've seen 80 to 100,000 plant stands of soybeans do just fine. And I've seen some 20 to 25,000 plant stands of corn at this point in the year. Not be 250 bushel corn, but I've seen them be 180 to 200. Um, but more often than not, they're not. But, you know, do we go out and fertilize 150 bushel corn for 250 bushel potential? No. No amount of nitrogen is going to make your corn crop yield 350 bushel if, or 300 bushel or 250 bushel if it's 20,000 plant stand. I mean, you're talking, you're talking an insane amount of bushels per thousand plants uh, if you're going to do that. And you'd have to have, like my grandpa's corn that has just tremendous years on it. They plant like 30 feet apart. It's just not going to happen. You need to kind of manage these fields for what they are. Uh, realize what they are and then move on. So anyway, that's just some thoughts I've had over the last few days of driving around and driving around and looking at bad fields. And um, I'm going to get back to this week 
looking at really good stuff and trying to get through whole farms and focusing on the good things. And uh, I think everybody else should be as well. So, well, hopefully this didn't drone on too long and I'll catch you guys next time.